everybody. Welcome into the Action Sports Shacks Pylon Podcast with Brent Martineau and Dan Hicken. This podcast, as always, brought to you by the Jacksonville Icemen. Hockey is back in Jacks. Quick little Icemen update. Rough weekend uh, trying in this playoff push. Uh, did not get a win over the weekend, so they'll really have to turn it on down the stretch, which is just a few weeks left in the ECHL season. The big story on Sunday, of course, the bracket is out. The big story at the water cooler, your bracket. Are you going to pick the winner? Bragging rights are very important this time of year. And uh, I tell you what, Hicken, yeah. I think we should just throw some darts, baby, because this is about – I we probably say this all the time, so I hate to kind of do this. We probably say it. Nah, every other year, this is about as wide open as I can remember. This really does feel wide open. I do not see a dominant team. Most people would say the most talented team is Duke. Well, they're a two seed, so uh, it's they it's, keep they keep losing, and they always disappoint. They it keep feels losing. Like. It's just it's uh, you know they they probably have the most NBA talent. Yeah, uh, which is one of the parameters you look for in trying to figure out who's going to win it all. I agree. I, I guess. Virginia is probably the best team in the country, and you just don't feel comfortable circling them. I don't know if it's because of Virginia. I don't know if you remember them playing Florida last year and Florida shutting them down. I don't know if it's because of the style of basketball that they play uh, with Coach uh, Bennett up there where they play such great defense, but do they have enough offense to do it? They have more offense this year. They'll be an interesting team to watch as well. But when you're number, he's one never season, made the final four. He's a good coach. But yeah, he's never he's made the final coach. four. And I was listening to uh, Jay Billis talk about him this weekend. He's poised to sort of take over here in the next five years as sort of the the big guy in the ACC. Yeah, because Shashevsky. Yeah, that was be, an interesting comment. Boy Williams is going to be, you know, uh, Jim Beheim's going to. So it, it, Rick Pitino's gone. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, he looks like he's 28. So yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> but uh, uh, good shouts. But Virginia. Villanova, Xavier, uh, number one seeds. Uh, do you get excited about any of those guys? Nah, Kansas? No, nah, I like Villanova again. Yeah. I, I feel like in this tournament I like Villanova. I think Jay Wright is a good coach. He's I think they coach. have a toughness playing in that Big East is tough. Um, it can be tough. That's their style of play. And they have a couple of guys that are really good. Uh, Bridges and Brunson, I believe. Uh, Bridges is probably a lottery pick guy. He, he's clutch. So I might pick them again. I won the pool a couple years back. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not a pool. I won the bracket just yeah. for bragging rights. I don't know what you're talking about with a pool. Uh, Cash money, man. Uh, I, don't, I never got anything. No. Uh, maybe a Diet Coke. But I won with Villanova, so I, they're in my heart. I kind of like them, <laughs> even though they beat my Friars in the Big East Championship game right. this past weekend. Here's so. your Villanova question of the day. Oh, boy. What was the name of the kid who passed the ball for the game-winning shot? Uh, Sean Miller. Oh, no, uh, that's the Pittsburgh play. Uh, that's the uh, the backboard play. Yeah. Uh, oh, for the game-winning shot. Yeah, uh, against North in, Carolina. In, oh, that was a great finish, too. Yeah. The name of the kid. Yeah, he's got the long name. Oh, yeah, name. the long name. Archie Acano or something like that. Something close. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's, yeah. He's in the D-League um, uh, right now. You know that he's in the D-League. Yeah, he's pro- that's impressive. On him. Property of the uh, – of the Bulls, I think, and he um, says whenever he's on campus, he never has to pay for anything. Really? Yeah. No, you, you know that nobody wants to admit it, but that might have been the best finish. That was unbelievable. In a championship game. it took away from the Carolina kids' shot. Yes. Which was like an unbelievable Final, like, six, basket. seven seconds were unbelievable. I mean, everybody goes to Leitner's shot against yeah. Kentucky. I get it. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was Ralph Sampson, I think. Didn't he have, like, a, a winner or something? Or Didn't the old Virginia team have something? Or the NC State, I'm thinking. Ralph had one for Houston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the NBA. Um, 
Did Ralph Sampson play Virginia? Yes. I thought so. They um, lost to Chaminade. They did. That's their big um, upset. Yeah, when yeah. they were number one in the country, I think. And, so. and Chaminade's like a Division two school. Yes. But uh, NC State the had the Hawaii big win with Valvano, right? Yes, in '83, it yes. might have been. So um, anyway, Low and the boys, yeah, Thurl Bailey, the tippin. And there's is was there uh, was it Terry Gannon, the announcer yes. on that team? Yes. Yeah, look at us. We're going the way nice. back machine here. Very nice. Uh, this is good stuff, and nobody wants to listen March to Man. our history. It's great. The chapters that are written are are fun, and uh, who knows what's going to happen? I don't think the Gators and Knowles are going to go real far. Out of the first weekend or no? Uh, I'd say no. I'd say FSU as 8-9 means they have to play number one. Xavier, though, they played Xavier last year or two years ago and got knocked out. Yeah, I think you had said last year. Xavier was a – FSU was a favorite that game. I always want to say lower seed, higher seed. I think yeah, I never know which one's which. I never know which way to go. So, um, I think FSU does not – and Seth Davis, that horse is patooed. He he killed the Gators like he as did. soon as they revealed them. He he threw them under the bus and said, "Doesn't matter if it's St. Bonaventure or UCLA. Either one of them knock off Florida as a six seed." Yeah, let's go back to horses patootie. That was kind of nice right there. I like that. That's uh, that's for that's, that's for my school. podcast gang. <laughs> that's, that's better than D bag, which I used a couple <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> you got a little uncomfortable when I, I went down there. I, I might have just got uncomfortable again. <laughs> I mean, a horse's patootie is one thing. Horse's patootie The is other better. thing is another. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't advocate for that one. But uh, so Florida and Florida State are interesting. We all, we've been saying it all year. They are unpredictable. Who knows? I, I am not. I have zero confidence in either one of them. I was starting to get confidence in Florida, and then they just laid an egg against uh-huh. Arkansas pretty much. Ah, they're such a strange team. They're an up-and-down team. They're capable of winning. They're not capable of winning six games in a row, which is what it takes to win a nat. Uh, so, people are sleeping on Purdue in that bracket, too. They I could play them in the Sweet them. 16. But I, I don't. I don't. That bracket. Uh, Villanova's got a cake bracket in terms of on paper. Yeah. West Hard to Virginia. find anybody Could to beat. Could it finally be West Virginia's time? Nah, because he always loses too. Yeah, like he he's does. got good teams and loses. Huggins. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Florida. At least Florida's in. They're a they should be a favorite. But hey, uh, Mike White's taking uh, two teams to the uh, NCAA. He uh, went to the NIT the first year. This is Florida's 18th appearance in the tournament since '94. 21st overall. Yeah. How about that? So they really, obviously, Billy Donovan turned the whole program around. I've got a name for you. Georgia, by the way, I read today. I'm not. I didn't confirm this, but um, there was a report that Georgia took a vote and said no to the NIT. They did. Okay. Uh, Mark Fox is fired. Yeah. If you're the Georgia Bulldogs, do you go and hire one Richard Patino? No, to I. Your team? I can't touch him. Although Jay Williams, the former Duke star uh-huh. and analyst, said, "Hey, I'm hearing the name Rick Patino to I, to Georgia to Georgia," and I just can't imagine. Why wouldn't you? Well, come on! In this landscape of college basketball right now, go all in. What? What's uh, happened to Louisville? Are they yeah. getting any trouble? Well, we don't know yet. I yeah. guess you know. Um, he took the fall. I, I don't know. I, I think that's hard <laughs> to do. I think it's really hard to do. I, I will say this: what I thought was interesting, and and um, now you also hear the name Thad Mata. You get Thad Mata down there. I'm, I'm hiring Rick Pitino. Yeah, it's, going all it's like in, 67 baby. years old. I mean, yeah. you're hiring him for three years, basically. Yeah. Let's go. Um, I don't Put me want, on the map, Rick. I don't want Slick. You've got to remember, too, they had a guy. Slick. Rick. Slick I, listen, I love Patino in a lot of, because uh, what, of the Providence days. Um, I have lost some respect for him. 
But remember, they had Jim Herrick at Georgia, too. That's true. And Herrick, that didn't work. Herrick bent the rule. He was a dirty coach. And, and what I think they did is cleaned up the program then said, you know, we don't care about basketball at Georgia. I thought the r- remarks today, I think it was from Mark Fox, were interesting. What did he say? They said something to the effect of, hey, the next guy that comes in here, there has to be more of a partnership between the coach and the administration. And what he's essentially saying is, you guys don't care about basketball, right? And so football only. In Florida State, in many ways, people feel that way because Leonard Hamilton continues to get extensions. Well, I think Georgia, jobs. Georgia, and and as they return to football prominence, which is great for them, because it's really all they care about. It is. They're, they're, if you look at their other sports, are they? dominating in anything they used to be really good in baseball they're not that good anymore not they've anymore. slipped and they yeah. should be pretty good in yeah. baseball i think um, softball they're pretty good yeah i'm sure there's some of those sports that but they're good overall in. they're not they're football and and you can be good in both you can be good in basketball it depends and football. what you want as a, as a school too it's such a great place i mean they should be able to be good but anyway so the gators will get the winner of st bonaventure ucla uh, Florida owns UCLA in the tournament. By the yeah, way. they do. That goes way back. Yeah, last and UCLA years. really isn't that good. They were hardly got in the tournament this year. Um, so. so that'll be interesting. And uh, we talked about FSU. And Miami's also in. Miami might be the team to go farthest. Although, be careful, Miami, because they have Loyola Chicago in round one. Yeah, who beat Florida yes. earlier this year, and they won that conference. Uh, Miami, I, see, I like Miami because of Larinaga. I think he's a good coach. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Tennessee too. By the way, they could. This is an uh, ultra talented team, Miami. I I don't believe, Um, not like they've had in the past. So I don't. I don't think I'll pick them very far. But uh, again, the game is going to determine a lot of brackets. I'm going to Kentucky, Arizona. Yeah, what a second round matchup that Uh, is. That's a game that's going to determine a lot of brackets because I think the winner of that game can make a run to perhaps as far as the Final Four. If you're Kentucky, are you scared of anybody on that uh, in that bracket? No, nah, because Virginia you have Virginia. You? Does Cincinnati scare you? Not really. No. No. Does you're Tennessee right. scare you? You just handle them. Hey, you're right. It's good. A lot if of people Kentucky think Virginia has a tough road, but it's just because of Kentucky and Arizona. You only have to face one of them. If Kentucky beats Arizona, I think they go to the Final Four. Wow. Well, remember he did it. What was he a seven seed? The last and time he got they them were playing this low, well, they went to the championship game. against UConn yep. and lost to UConn. Kevin Ollie just got been Arnatty. Yeah, just got fired. Uh, Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie. Yeah. Um, Should have been Arnatty. All right. Well, hey, have fun filling out your bracket. It's really hard to do. Um, but if I was going to give a little bit of advice, I'd tell you to pick the Providence Friars and the Rhodey Rams. Okay. Rhode Island, well represented no, in the field of sixty-eight. More, uh, whole, I don't. I, I'm a little. I know. How can I have both yeah, of them? I'm a little annoyed by that. Well, I need you to pick. I, I am more get, of a fryer. Okay. More I don't want you fryer. being a two team guy. Nah, I'm not. I don't like two team guys. Well, see, the, the uh, thing about. I like one team guy. Yeah, the thing about Providence and Rhode Island is they were hardly good at the same time. So growing up, uh, you could almost like. Was Rhode Island, Lamar Odom? Lamar Odom. And before that, they had uh, Garrick and. Providence uh, has a much better history of basketball. Very, very good history. Yeah. yeah, because back before even Patino and Billy D went, 73, they Ernie had D uh, Ernie D. And, um, Bad I, News Barnes. Uh, that's right. right. Marvin, Marvin Barnes. Ba- Bad news Good Barnes. work right there. I'm impressed. And, of course, uh, you know, Dave Gavitt, all those guys. Uh, so that, Dave Gavitt was your neighbor. How could you he go to He was my neighbor. Friars? That's right. Did you go to Providence games as a kid, or did you go to Rhodey Rams games? Nah, Friars. Friars. See, Rhode Island, URI is in Kingston, which is a good 40 minutes away. It's like oh. the other side of the state. Providence was, is right downtown. They played yeah. at the you dunk. You showed it to me where it was. And, and Providence, uh, what's interesting about them, when I was a kid, and that place was rocking. And that was the good Big East days now. We're talking about the late 80s, yeah. Syracuse and Georgetown and all of them. Ooh. And that place would rock. And the Blues Brothers would get – they had guys dressed up like the Blues Brothers. Very and good. they'd 
wave the flag around the area. Oh, it was awesome. I, I like mean, that. it was a great place. But you know what was cool? When we were in there in New England, yeah. and we stayed right next to the arena, yeah. and there was a game. Fans and what I did not there. realize, they sell out the place again. Yeah. Ed Cooley's a great story. He's from South Providence. He ripped his just, pants yesterday. He did. Isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's man, a sweaty mess. They were a dormant program, and now he's done he's great, done a great for him. So good for he's him. He's a sweaty mess, though. I don't think they're talking about Providence Friar hoops this much in Rhode Island. They, um, but we're doing it here on the podcast. The problem is if the Friars would then get North Carolina in round two. That's tough. Yeah, tough I actually think Providence shouldn't be a ten seed. I think they got a little uh, underseeded, but we'll see. They have to take care of business. They go to overtime with Nova. They went to overtime three straight games in the Big East. Good stuff. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, they got a win over Creighton, who's a tournament team. They beat Xavier, who's the number one seed, and they almost beat Villanova. You no, know, as much seed. as I love the. Uh, by the way, hey TBS, terrible. Yeah, we got to talk about this. You, you, you. It's not that hard, boys. I mean, I, I, I can go produce it up for you if you need me. I mean, what we do in television is we do the most important stuff at the top. That's called the lead, <laughs> and the most important stuff, what everybody wants to know, are the brackets. We don't need the first eight minutes with you telling me the 32 teams who have already qualified. In alphabetical that we know order. Qualified. In alphabetical order, in we're going to list order. people, too. So, and then the other thing, and I hate to say this because I don't like to disparage our media brethren, but don't you? And, and these guys are very good at what they do. Look, they're much more talented than, than myself. But don't you get the feeling that, like, Ernie and, and even uh, uh, Gumble, you know, not, they're reading a card. And, like, I'll go, the Florida Gators, coached by Mike White. It's their second straight appearance in the tournament. Like, it's written right down for them. Absolutely. Like they don't know anything about college basketball. And then you bring in, you know, and, again, I love them. Terrible. That's, that's, that's ter- oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, go Auburn. War Eagle. I uh, love them, too. But this is so miscast here. Yeah, just bring them in as per- – don't – uh, Here's my – I'll, I'll add one jet. more thing to your beef. Yeah. Put it back on CBS. Yeah. It's the selection show. And you know what else? CBS Put the dang Final Four in the championship game yeah. on CBS. What are you doing? I um I'm also I personally and I love CBS, but I think ESPN covers college basketball. Uh, whatever your feelings are, ESPN, they do a great job of covering college basketball. Yeah. They have a college game day every Saturday morning from a venue. Um they're committed to it. They should host the show. I got one more nugget for you, okay? Yeah. Joe Lenardi. Yes. And like Jerry Palm. How did Joe do? Did we check? I didn't check yet. But he, well, here's the deal. Do you know there are like those two guys, Jerry Palm from CBS and Joe Lenardi from ESPN, are like the two name guys when I it comes don't like to Jerry Palm. Anti Gator. Well, but Very they, anti. But they're the name. He had him on a six seed, by the way, just like Lenardi this ball. year. He had him 10. Um, yeah, Lenardi had him as like a four seed at one point this year. And he, he was wrong. But, uh, anyway, those two guys are well known. Well, there was a, there was some kind of outfit that judged. Like the last however many years mm-hmm. of people who do this, who prognosticate uh, the tournament. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I didn't realize there are so many that do it. Right. Which shouldn't shock me. Everybody does right. everything now. Like mock but, drafts. But or like mock drafts. So say there were 100 of them. And there yeah. probably might even been more uh-huh. on this list. Well, Lenardi was like 40th. What? And Every and, year I read Lenardi gets 67 out of 68. And he? Palm was like 72. I don't know what their metrics were. Who was were. number one? I, I know Don't right remember. up close was a place called like bracketology.com or oh. something like that or bracket insider or what I don't know. There's all these goofy names, but I thought that was pretty interesting and I have no idea what the met there were so many numbers I couldn't even follow right. it. Right. But it's just funny how perception is reality. Like we think Lenardi knows everything. Yes. Yet I like Lenardi. Maybe he doesn't get oh. just because he gets the teams right, he might not get 
kind of where they're going, what they're doing. And isn't it funny how that's become such a thing? Yeah. That guy's job yeah. is to just predict. Yeah. Like, right. he's basically the the weatherman yeah. for the bracket. Year-round. Like, he's Burrish and Biedenbaugh and Ariel Nixon for the like, bracket. Like, I think he has to work one long day a year. That's today. And then I think— This is his hurricane. Yeah, today. And then I think, you know, he probably has to work one seven-day week. That was this week. So Joe will be a little tired. Probably gets about a month off. And then he'll do bracketology for once the tournament ends. He'll peek ahead. We'll put out a bracketology prediction sheet for next year. And by the way, um, first alert, weather team Yeah, is better. They're better. They're predict- And it's more important to predict the weather, by the way. So I don't want to get that lost in here. But anyway, okay. the, show, the show has to get better. It Why, is, they got to go back to the – stop frust- changing. Frustrating me. Stop. That's Live a tradition. Live studio audience, that was dumb. That's like the Masters, man. You don't change the Masters. Don't We're change Atlanta, the NCAA they, tournament. And they take, the, they take some, some poor kid, go outside, and find me 250 people. Oh, no doubt. Come sit in here. That's right. We'll give them 50 bucks. And, and, and a T-shirt. And hurry up. <laughs> That's what that thing was. You don't need a studio audience for that. All right. Hey, I mentioned the Masters. Uh-huh. You buried Tiger the lead. Is lurking. How fun was that this weekend? I know you're not on the high horse like I am when it comes no, to Tiger, I, I, but that I, was I, fun. I was looking for you at about 530. You know, I had the, the sonar uh, up trying to pick up some screaming from St. John's County, but just never came. It really didn't until the 17th. Told there might have been some fist pumps in the living room at the Martineau household, that like wife and kids fist yeah. pumping. Yeah. That's what he does, though. Yeah. I mean, he, he made this week fun. No, and, Dan, I mean, it's different now. I'm the only guy I'm the only guy probably in America who was rooting for freaking Justin Rose because I picked him in, my, in the <laughs> pools last week. So <laughs> self-serving. Selfish ambition. Yeah, selfish ambition. Hashtag selfish ambition. I needed Justin Rose to win, and he, he, he killed me. But, um, no, he's going to win, and he might win Bay Hill. He's going to win real soon because what's different now is watching him swing the drives that he hits are, you know, they're out there with everybody. Yeah, or beyond. Think about this now. Jordo played with him on Thursday and threw up a 76. So maybe they are a little bit. uh, uh, Sned's played with him today, and he's played with him five times. Yeah. And he, I don't even know what he ended up shooting, but it was... 78. Yeah, it wasn't I, pretty. You know, what, you know what was interesting to me? Yeah. I didn't think that part would come back. Yeah. I think it might be. Dude. The intimidation factor because... Because of the crowds. The crowds were... Because now the crowds are even bigger for Tiger. Correct. Everybody was curious about Tiger or polarized. Oh, and now he's like a... Now he's like the guy... That, now he's like Mickelson trying to win the major when he hadn't won the major. He's almost like an underdog, which he, is amazing. Sympathetic... He's about Proud. to show you how good he is. And I, David Duvall had a great line this weekend. Um, they asked David, or somehow it came up, you know, these young kids all had always said they wanted a shot at Tiger in their prime. The hell they do. That's what he said. <laughs> that's pretty good. The hell they do, which, again, well, just to potty give you, mouth, I apologize, but that's what David said. Yeah, this podcast, you unleash. I have um, Just to give you an idea, though, if you look lead. at that leaderboard, Paul Casey came from way back, shot a 600 round, so he didn't have to deal with any Paul of that. Paul Casey. And he great round. He would have folded like a cheap suit if and he, he was probably would have if he was playing with he or right does. front. always does. And uh, Sergio came from way back, yeah. 600 round. And even Jor- uh, Reed was now in front of him, but he's the toughest nails guy. Yeah. And then he messed up on the 18th hole. Gosh, so he, he actually up. had a good round. But if you look at Rose, Snedeker, and the other guy, Connors, yeah. they melted. You know, Connors be- melted on the first hole. Yeah, he was done. 
what he end up shooting? Uh, 77. Yeah. I think it was 77. I kept saying this, it, guy, it this had guy to happen. ain't winning. No. I give him credit for hanging in for 54 holes right, away. Right. Did. So, anyway, uh, but, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Hey, this is awesome, Dave. We got Bay Hill and then, obviously, Augusta and the players around the corner. Yeah. The players, I mean, again, we're going to see this if he keeps playing well at a – Almost at a height that we haven't even seen, and that's hard to describe because it seems so good before. Everybody is going to want to go. Think of what he did for the for the Valspar. Unbelievable. I mean, think about what he did. So when he I comes didn't even here, know they did painting stuff until yeah, this weekend. Everybody, that's right. <laughs> what is Valspar? It's paint. Uh, everybody's going to want to see the guy. Uh, the players will be sold out. Ratings It'll, were unbelievable this weekend, by the way. I can't wait. Saturday, to they said the biggest ratings. On a Saturday, I think on the Golf Channel for the early stuff in 12 years. Three different stops today, three different people. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go home and watch Tiger now. That's what people want to see. He's unlike he moves the anything else. More than anyone. Is there another guy in sports who moves the needle better than Tiger? I don't think so. I'm no. not sure anybody in the history has. Jordan maybe did? Not Certainly not Roger Federer. Um, LeBron? Not even LeBron. Um, nobody in baseball. No. Nobody. And I'm, you have to go way back. I mean, the, the Yankees turned the needle as a team. Yeah. Jordan probably Dynasties. did, but I don't yeah, know. Jordan jo- did. No, Jordan did. I remember, and you remember, but Jordan was appointment television, especially yeah. NBA playoff time. That time, yeah. Yeah, yeah you had to the finals it. were on, you were going to watch Jordan. Probably that's the closest thing. Yeah, that's the closest thing. Um, be interesting to see how much he boosted ratings and how much Tiger is. Oh, All right, hey, go. we got to go. We got to do a little TV, but check out the podcast every week. Action Sports Jacks Pile on Podcast. Brent Martin, no, Dan Hicken, brought to you by the Jacksonville Iceman. Hockey is back in Jacks. And uh, one other note, it is free agency week. We will have an updated podcast once the free agency dust settles. What will the Jags do? We're about to find out over the next 72 hours. Have a good week, everybody.